hours later. Alright, welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I'm Matt, joined with Alex. Hey. And Mike. Hey. And um, so basically I panicked and I didn't know what to choose, so I chose Snowpiercer not knowing what I got into. But damn, was this a lot of movie. You chose right. This was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, but it's a lot. It is a lot to take in. There's a lot going on. I just said a little while ago that this is like eight different movies going on. But I'm I'm happy that I watched it. Um, and again, this is by uh, what's the gentleman's name here, Mike? Bong Joon Ho. Bong Joon Ho. Uh, right now, pretty popular because he did uh, Parasite, which I still haven't seen. But now I am ready for it. Oh, if you like Snowpiercer, you'll definitely love Parasite. Yeah. Well, and he's we'll get into it more later. But in my mind, he's very similar to. Um, uh, Taika Waititi where he's just somebody who's been kind of plugging away for years and every time something comes out of his people are like oh yeah it's the new movie from him it's great but it wasn't until like Parasite that like it popped the hell off yeah well sometimes you gotta wait for that one movie to finally hit the right way to like you know what the rest of his stuff has been really good this whole time people wake up yeah it turns out this guy's always been good yeah Um. and yeah we'll get into it again but yeah it's something I kind of found out later on um so, uh, I guess we'll just dive into the movie right now. We are currently kind of watching it on uh, Netflix Party. So, if you're doing your self-isolations, which you should be, don't be an asshole. Uh, you can do Netflix Party. It's a free extension on your uh, Chrome browser. Not sponsored, but it's pretty cool. We, we're right now currently watching the movie together at the same time. And if, like... I pause it or Alex pause it or, or, or Mike pauses it. It'll all pause it for the entire group. So oh, no way. I'm pretty, I thought I was just pretty. one host. Hold on. Let me see. Watch, 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 watch. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. You pause it. I, I pause. Oh, now, okay. I'll, I'll, now watch. Pause. Oh, that's cool. And it has a chat room. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, we might talk about this on another episode, but watched uh, Tiger King on this, which was pretty great. Uh, yeah. I think a and few then, people have been watching that. And uh, we used... A, uh, we use Discord at the same time, so we actually were, you know, having audio chat going. Anyway, Snowpiercer, uh, starring Chris Evans at the height of, around the height of his career, right? Like this is, it's, it's pretty soon after the fir- first Captain America movie, I think. Yeah, this was like 2013. Yeah, 2013. So this is like just as Chris Chris Evans was becoming Chris Evans, and not just like the guy from the shitty Fantastic Four movies, <laughs> or not another teen movie. That was a great movie. Shut your damn mouth. Um, it's got, uh, is it Jamie or Jaime Bell? I believe it's Jamie Bell. <laughs> I think I think so, too. Um, God, I want Billy to be Elliot. Jaime Bell now. <laughs> <laughs> Tilda Swinton, which does not look like herself in this. Ed Harris. Uh, Kang Ho Song. Um, I believe he was in. Yeah, he's the guy from The Host. Uh, John Hurt. Octavia Spencer. Um, and I'll stop at ewan bremer yeah you better say that we watched fucking spud up in this movie spud that's who i was i couldn't remember his character name oh, yeah i forgot who it was because of this crazy afro he has in this movie yeah it's like mine <laughs> um so what's the uh the premise here mike so basically it takes place in a post-apocalypse very different from anything we could think of right now um yeah. but uh basically all of humanity is on a giant train that just circumnavigates the world incessantly forever 
And That's what we should do. We should get like a party bus for the apocalypse. Yeah. And just like drive that forever. It's a Netflix party for the apocalypse. But uh, so th- it's a big deal about like class structure in it because basically the lower in class you are, the further back on the train you are. And the uh, the more upper class you are, the closer to the front you are. That's how that works. And that alone is like the thing everybody knows. But as the movie goes on, it just twist on twist on twist about what the actual society in this train is. And so they're stuck on the train, as you said, because of the apocalypse. It's a winter apocalypse that's going on. Um, Yeah, they tell their kids, if you go outside, you'll die. And they kind of display that. Um, We just passed that scene right now where they stuck Spud's arm out the, the window and it just froze solid and they were able to shatter it. I didn't realize we we're past that scene. That scene's fucking gnarly. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, I was really stoked when you picked this movie just because I've watched it a few times. Uh, I remember when it came out, there was a bunch of controversy because uh, it was put out by the Weinstein company. And when this came out, like Harvey Weinstein was mainly just known for being a, a real prick, but not for this being a, hands, a I rapist. Think they them. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I didn't, I knew I'd heard a little bit about it, but I didn't realize like how big a thing it had been between um, the director and Harvey Weinstein about like the edit of this movie. Like he wanted to cut like the dialogue and cut the runtime dramatically and just change the movie so drastically from what it ended up becoming. Like to the point where he buried it. Like he buried this movie that they paid money for. Yeah, they they had to go to um a uh, it, it was still the Weinstein company, but it was like a, a third party, like a smaller part of the company that had to put the movie out. Yeah, they had to do their like um A twenty four version of the Weinstein company. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> A limited release i think like 18 theaters and then they did a video on demand it was super popular and he's like yeah she wouldn't have uh, survived in theaters god yeah man I... how good did he feel when he won the fucking oscar <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like just fuck you harvey weinstein for all the other reasons but also for this now he's gonna die in prison uh, god willing uh, yeah we can only hope. Um, and alex you said this is like the 20th time you watched the movie it's crazy because I didn't know about this movie at all until it was just like on Netflix. And it was one of those where Netflix was still getting like its category. It didn't have its originals at that time. It was just gathering movies. And I was like, all right, this, this Captain America, let's watch this. And I think it was like really late at night. So I had like a the first time was like a very vague understanding of the movie. Um, but even then, if I just got like the just above water kind of like the feel of it it's it's an action movie but then when you you really go into the meat and potatoes of the storyline you get into like society and how society could just turn on a dime and we've seen that in real life it it just took a little bit of of panic for people to kind of turn a certain way and uh like like this has its own like it has a literal front and back of like high class low class but it also uh, dives into Chris Evans' character of what led to that as well, which we, we rarely get to to see. Like on post-apocalyptic movies, we, we get like no zombies, zombies, but we don't sometimes see what happens in the middle of, of those survivors that make it to the zombie-filled world. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things I really liked about this movie is that it's not about the apocalypse happening or like what happens like just after the apocalypse. Like this is the new society has started. Like, it's a bad society, but this isn't like, oh, how do they build up a town? They're like, no, man, they built a super train. They're on that thing. They're eating bug candy bars. Like, we are... 
Like, th- this is just what we're doing. Like, it's just such a weird thing you never really get to see. But it's not even like it's a bad society, though. It's more of this is a society that's essential to live. There has it's to not be even that. I mean, it's a sorry. Um, it's a it's an example of, what, you know, actual society. But it's, you know, since it's, it's a smaller scale, we kind of have like a, a condensed form of it. So we kind of see how things actually do work in even our society, I would say. Yeah, well, I say that just because it, it, it does get into percentages. This X amount of people need to die in order for us to sustain this level of, of rations we have. And in order to uh, create that number, we have to, you know, uh, call call the, the lower class by basically creating a, uh, inciting, I guess, a, a, a revolution, which is kind of crazy to me because that's, uh, it might be something we get into in another episode, but like kind of conspiracy theory on 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 my part is that's kind of how most wars start. To me, is it's it might be something bigger than what we see. Yeah, and yeah. completely plausible too. Like I could see, oh, you know, we we're pretty overpopulated, and they have something we ne- we need or and or want to make us richer. You know, this is they're expendable. Well, and like the the weird thing. Like, I understand I'm coming at this from a very skewed perspective just because of everything going on right now. But, like, it clearly not the more fantastic points of this movie yet. But, like, there's things that are happening in this movie about the way the the upper class folks in the front of the train are kind of manipulating the back of the train people to fight amongst themselves and to, to just so discontent. Or it just it, it strikes so close to home. Well, Which yeah, is it, also it's, like it's, that's what Parasite does. Parasite feels like very upsettingly now. Yeah, because uh, I think the main example in this is, is it's not really just the uh, lower class. Well, yeah, yeah, the lower class not really fighting themselves, but it's the lower class fighting the working class. Yes, which mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying is like they make it feel they make them feel like it's the same way right now. There's this like perceived war on the middle class, but there's also a perceived war on the lower class, and the way people. Without getting too political, the way people vote tend to not be in what should be their best best interest. You're looking at it from the outside saying, well, if you're here and you're voting this, you're not voting for your best interest. But it's also because so much of it is, well, yeah, you are. If what you've been told by the people that you aspire to be is one thing, you're going to vote that direction. And it's just it's wild when you watch this movie and you see like, oh, yeah, that's how this works. Yeah. Well, you even get to the part with the kids. And where they're trained and, and believing their history, it's almost like you could parallel that with the media. It depends on what media you you intake is what you believe. Yeah, yeah. or just like full on actual school. I mean, we were you know taught from a young age that you know Christopher Columbus was great. Turns out, nah, not really. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's a great example too because we would sing these cute songs. We would celebrate it. We'll we'll dress up and and sing the ship's names and all that good stuff. There's like, wait a minute, that's that's the Nina, my people. The, Pinta, the Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Think of that. Think of like how much of your life did you spend going like Columbus discovered America? Blah 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 blah. You know the names of the ships, but like it's not until you're an adult that everyone's like, well, I mean, but you know, but there's, come on. And like only since the internet is really hit ubiquity is when like people are finally starting to all together uh kind of turn on those things even right now man like i feel like there's a part of me that that's looking at everything that's going on right now just going like well who's saying i'm an essential worker who's putting me out there to make sure 
people can buy the the necessities, but like we're allowing people to buy more than just the necessities. So I'm like, well, I'm just making it so that the people that have money can be more relaxed. You right. yeah, it's it's one of those things where you are still profiting off. I don't know. For, for, for well, my my perspective, I have everything. I didn't have to go to Best Buy. I had, my company had everything. I went and just got my stuff from work and brought it home. Yeah. And so I don't know well, what, also, who doesn't have a second monitor. And it's like, why do you need a laptop right now? It's it's a little off-putting. Like, I don't know. Just could get into uh, a bigger conspiracy if we uh, try to unwind that web. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's really easy to see how, like, not how one thing can become this, because I don't think we're on the verge of it becoming a snowy apocalypse hellscape. But it's easy to see how somebody writing this story can extrapolate out from current events. And it's even more wild when you look at, like, this is based on a graphic novel from, like, 82. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, this is the same essential parable that was told in 1982 that was retold in 2013 and is now being retold by the TV series that comes out later this year. Like it's, it's crazy that it just, every time it, it seems to come out, it's like more and more people are like, Oh yeah, I could see how that happens. And, uh, the graphic novel was, uh, originally French, I believe. Do you know the title of it? Oh, here it is. Uh, le, I can't pronounce that. I'm not even going to try. You got the le le part, I think, right? Personnage. That is, somebody's going to yell at me for that. It's probably wrong also, but better than mine. Um, I, I didn't know that also uh, when I picked this, but I did find that out uh, earlier today. And I guess uh, um, the director here, June, um, found a illegal copy, basically. Uh, sorry, bon, Bong Joon-ho uh, found an illegal copy of the French graphic novel translated into Korean um unofficially and then that's when he's like i want to make a movie out of this that's pretty hardcore (laughs) um so i don't want to i don't want to like really get into detail about the movie because i think if someone hasn't watched it yet they really need to instead of uh maybe listening to this (laughs) yeah like Um, i I like how we're all skating around like the real spoilers of the movie and yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of of twists um i think someone was saying earlier and I don't want to really spoil a whole lot, but there's some things that I do want to talk about that I, I kind of had questions about. I don't know. Maybe you guys had different inter- interpretations. Um, one of them, for whatever reason, is the uh, why did they? So there's this big battle about to happen. It's a total like old boy, um, narrow hallway type of fight. And before that goes off, the, the bad guys start dipping their uh, weapons into fish blood. And I don't understand why. Well, I, I know poisoned. from I, I know from just different um, battle strategies. You know, even if you wound somebody, that's that's um, has like manure on it or different diseases. Even if you scratch them, they're gonna die. Whether you yeah, that's initially you know. what I what I what I thought of, but it's like a fresh fish. I don't I don't know. I was kind of confused. I don't know if it was like a special future fish that's poisonous or what. No, I had it. Okay, cool. I thought I muted. Um, I had it up, or is it... Okay, here we go. According to movies.stackexchange.com, uh, it says that it's it's what Alex said, basically, which is it was uh, looked at as a way to poison with the blood of an animal. Okay. And I wonder why they chose fish. I, I know I, I know for a fact, though, that train has, like, oh. chicken that has... 
Here we go. Here we go. I found. Okay, here's the actual. Here's Bong Joon Ho. So much better. <laughs> the actual. Ho. Yeah. Here, here's the yeah. actual director of the fucking movie versus like some random website. Uh, it was just an intimidation thing. He said he saw. Uh, he had heard the idea mentioned before about the primitive aspect of it. So like tribes in Africa doing rituals beforehand to scare their enemies, and so he just thought it was a good idea. He said okay, he literally yep. said, "I brought it back because it was such a cool concept." And I guess that's one of the scenes that um, Weinstein was trying to get rid of for whatever reason. Uh, I thought it was cool. I just I didn't understand it because I, I thought the same thing as Alex was. Yeah, it was some way to kind of, you know, give him a gross wound if if they got hit. Um, but yeah, I was seeing that it could have been intimidation or um, another one, which is kind of dumb, was to kind of make it like an executioner where like if you bloody everyone's weapon, so you don't know who actually did the murder or something. Well, my my kind of thought too was that because they only eat the bars, that a fresh fish was almost mocking them. In my mind, like like you guys want this, and we are you are only worthy of its blood, and not even to eat it mm. was kind of my like more deep dive kind of thought to it. And dude, and like I, that's a, I think all the theories you guys have said are like legitimately great theories, and just because the director says like, oh, I just thought it looked cool. It's still in the movie, and if if it re- elicits that reaction, like that, that's valid, and that is a really good read of it. I think. Do you want to go into the 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 bars? See, that's the one part of the movie that I get when it came out in 2013. Everyone was losing their goddamn mind about them, but in like I I'm I'm okay with it. Like I don't think it's that weird. I don't either. Um, and I knew about it before watching the movie too, and I don't think it took anything away knowing about it well because people like legitimately made it sound like it was a soylent green moment where it's like the food yeah. they eat is people and then you watch the movie you're like nah it's just fucking crickets and that's kind of the thing that you think too though because they're taking you know kids at the beginning and you're like they're turning the kids into food or something but they're not no the bars are just like just just ground up cricket like i'm sure they're gross but are they cricket or are they roaches or roaches. roaches it's, it's bugs. Yeah. but but it's, in general yeah. like Hey, you know what? You Good source funny. of protein. It is. It, and it's a legit companies. I mean, there are legit companies out right now with uh, with that same concept. I, I've cooked with cricket flour before just because I'm really, like, on a personal level, I'm very invested in, like, non-meat alternatives for food, not because of any ethical reasons, but just because I don't want our world to burn reasons. up and die. Yeah. And... um. And so I've looked into stuff like that forever, and it's just one of those things. Where it's like, yep, yeah, I mean, pound for pound, the protein content in insects is so insane that, like, hey guys, guess what? If shit ever goes wrong, that's how they're going to get food to people, and it'll be okay. Like, we'll eat, we'll be okay off that. And again, we eat shrimp, we eat lobster, yeah, we, we eat crabs. We, we charge a premium for bugs as long as they came from the ocean. Uh, but yeah, so I guess small spoiler here is uh, the the. There's a food source that they give to the lower class in the form of these weird jello bars. And it turns out that they're made from, yeah, the bugs, like we said. Um, and there's a big reveal, like, not even halfway into the movie. Oh, it's, it's, we, it's already, we've already passed it, like, not even yeah. a half hour in. But I guess it's because they did, like, the whole, like, zoom in, like, oh my God. Or, like, you have Chris Evans with his covering his mouth, just like, oh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's gross, but also. Bro, come on. It could have been poop. I'd it react harder. Poop. I'd react harder to them like dragging the axe through the fish, just because I'd be like, "Oh no, yeah, it's <laughs> dirty. Why are you so nasty? Salt? That fish was a friend. You're gonna get salmonella. Hey, it's not a girl fish. You don't know that. 
Um, so yeah, that, that was one of the questions that I had about the movie was the stupid fish scene that we're at now. I got some almost like Bioshock vibes from the train and like the way it's set up and really the whole movie to me is like it could be Bioshock just on a train. So for real, like that, like as much as I love uh, the director making his own stuff because he is just untouchable right now, like he's just knocking it out of the park every time. I would love to see him take take something like a Bioshock. I think he would be one yeah. of those handful of directors that I think I'd have full faith in. It, I would feel the same if they announced that as I did when they announced that they're making a Last of Us TV series. And in, initially, I was like, no, I don't need that. And then they're like, JK, it's going to be uh, made by the guys who made Chernobyl. And I was like, oh, well, fucking A, I'm in. Like, that's all you had to say. Like, you, you hired an expert. Yeah, it's kind of funny that a lot of these, like, directors you kind of heard of in, the, in just the last, like, two years... And you, and like now it's like oh Michael Bay is like I wouldn't want like Michael Bay to make things I don't trust him with some of these things yeah well think I mean the last Michael Bay movie came out on Netflix and the last Bong Joon Ho movie came out and won the Academy Award for Best Picture like that that's I I think that like we're starting I think we're just at the very beginning of like a new renaissance with movies where it's going to start really rewarding creators. Well, um, I, because we'll I still think, have Marvel, we'll still have all that, but like th- this can live now. Yeah, but I think we're even even giving more of a concept to a worldview. I mean, just look at music. Music is going to like like K-pop. People mm-hmm. were I'm so upset that they, that K-pop was introduced in, in a lot of these awards, and they should have been because they have so many fans. You look at just even even the hip hop. A lot of um, Spanish is in there now. Uh, a lot of the big you know top top 10 songs have have a mixture bilingual now um i think we're getting to that to that stage and i'm i'm so happy we are because it just broadens our horizons in just more than one way so you're saying we all have to thank pitbull mr worldwide he did um, unite atlantis and uh uh africa honestly uh, if i had like a credit like maybe people before that would be like selena um I so, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I absolutely see that like just because like fuck, I know so many people that are not great people but know Selena songs <laughs> and are like yeah she's great and I'm like oh, okay I feel like you don't like her but okay <laughs> Selena didn't know Spanish um I've seen the movie sir how We've dare you see the movie <laughs> it's a goddamn great movie I haven't seen it since I was a kid so well I, spoilers I, here's I, my challenge we're watching <laughs> Selena Jennifer yeah. Lopez wouldn't Sa- be around without that. Without Salinas. that movie, Selena. We we, yeah, we we wouldn't have the cell without Selena. <laughs> oh man, I hadn't thought about the cell in years. I like the cell. It's it's a cool movie. Not a good movie, but it's a fucking cool movie. Oh yeah, it's a very visually pretty movie. I want to see that in 4K on like a crazy TV. Now I feel I realize I'm just literally <laughs> just watching Snowpiercer again now. Yeah. God damn, this is a good movie. It's a good movie. So, um, do you, so okay. So now that you've watched, I know you said that you you really want to watch like um, Parasite now, which I support. I think it's Parasite's so, a fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, even before watching this, I've been wanting to watch it. I've just been pushing it off, and so I wanted to dip into one of his on the movies that was more popular and, to be honest, more Americanized because I'm a filthy American and I want English first. Um, I don't have a big problem with you know uh, foreign movies that are subtitled. I just have to be in a certain mood to want to watch something that's subtitled. It's a very oh, active yeah. version of watching. I get that. 
Yeah, I get that um, too. So yeah, that's why I chose this one. Um, so you watch the host though, uh, right? Because that, yeah. that's so killer movie. Uh, we'll get into that one in a second too. And like we're talking about Parasite, but have you ever seen or heard of Okja? Yes, that's the one with the weird the pig. Yes, thing. the giant pig. I've, I've, I, I've never watched it. Um, I, I've heard of it though. I friggin' love this movie. It is really good, and it. it popped up on netflix one time and i saw i saw it was by the guy who did snowpiercer and uh the host and i was just like yeah i guess i'll sit down i'll just watch it i don't care it's so good and it's it's another one of those weird movies where um even though it's technically a korean movie like a big chunk of the stars of the movie are english-speaking actors that like tilda swins in this one and paul dano's in it and um then you get like some crossover because like Steven Yoon from uh, walking deads in it. And it's like, it's, I really am enjoying seeing like English language movies from a, an actual like non Western foreign perspective. And just seeing like, like you're talking about Alex, like that, just that combination of everything, just going like, why do we have to make a Korean movie? Why do we have to make an American movie? Why do we have to make a French movie? Like just make a good movie, put the right people in it, tell the story you want to tell. And if you're a good filmmaker, you make shit like everything Bong Joon-ho's made. So good. Preach. Preach it. <laughs> um, so do we want to dip into his movies then? Um, I'm, I, I feel like you've probably watched more than me, of course. But I do want to talk about the host a little bit. Just because... Um, I don't think I've seen it. That was kind of a... You've never, you haven't seen that one? No. It's a... It's a monster movie. It's basically like a, a smaller scale Godzilla type of thing. Um, and it's really weird because, it you know, that's the thing about foreign movies. It's a different eye. So in a, in a way, it's to me, every time I watch a foreign film, it's slightly unsettling just because it's a different uh, view of things. Just even like the cinematography on most of the, the, the movies that uh, different countries do. Um but uh, the host was kind of a big movie for me because that's kind of when I was kind of really branching out when I was younger into uh, other other cultural movies, I guess, or movies from other cultures. I was like, it wasn't and that I, long ago. It's fourteen years ago. Yeah, I was I was working at Blockbuster. It was, it was we got like two copies of the host there, and I was like, what is this? And um, another thing that the host was a big deal uh, for me. Another reason why the host was a big deal for me was because. This was around when Cloverfield was announced, but we didn't know what Cloverfield was going to be. And they had that alternate reality game going on. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's going to be an American version of the host. That's what that is. And so that's when the host came into my consciousness. And then once I found that at uh, Blockbuster when I was working there, and I was like, oh, this is what it's going to be. It wasn't, but it was still (laughs) like a really cool thing that I had no idea about. Yeah, that's cool. There's so much much I got to check out. let's see yeah so like uh yeah because they were they were going to because i remember everybody thought this was going to be cloverfield and then it got announced that the, that universal was actually remaking the host and that that never nothing ever happened from that but yeah that's that's like the gist for me like i'm just gonna answer the question we basically make this podcast about which is like is it worth your time and like just if you just like movies anything anything he has touched you should watch like you want to watch a, a, a monster movie? He made one of the best monster movies. You want to watch a cool sci-fi apocalypse movie? He's made one of the best ones of those I've ever watched. You want to watch like an insanely terrifying and upsetting take on like society? 
watch watch Parasite. Like, or watch any of his movies. Yeah, watch any of his movies, but especially I think Parasite was like Parasite felt like it was his um his Jojo Rabbit where it was like his movie where you can really see everything he's learned kinda all hitting in one. Um and that just it, it's Oh just my god. Wild. Uh I've seen Doomsday Book. That's a good one. Um it's another one of his movies. It's an anthology. Um I honestly can't remember what it's all about anymore, but I think it's like uh, a bunch of different stories about different types of apocalypses. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Oh, fuck, man. Yep, right there. Uh, Mother, I've heard good things about. I haven't watched that one. Influenza sounds uh, a little too real for me. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Get out of here. Um, yeah, I was just going through his filmography real quick, seeing like what else that we... like. Okja's on Netflix. Everyone should watch it. It's fucking fantastic. Snow Pierce is on Netflix. I think the host, I don't know if that's on Netflix or if that's on It might be on Amazon Hulu. or Hulu. Uh, yeah. They're all they're all available for like that's one of my favorite things about like a lot of the Korean movies that have been coming out lately, like the big ones, is that they're such an easy, cheap pickup for all these streaming services. It's not hard to find them to stream in the US. Yeah, so speaking of, um I I've watched a handful of Korean movies specifically. And I don't know if you notice this or if this is even a thing in them, but there's always just a, 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 a basically a wild card. There's always a crazy character that's not good or bad. So in this one, it's the uh, the guy that can open up the the, the doors, and um, the, in the host, it's the guy with the weird like peroxide hair. And uh, in uh, I, I was thinking about the train to Busan, and like the the homeless guy. I don't know if that's like always in Korean movies, but I've always spotted them, and it's not something I always see in like American movies. That is interesting. That's like an interesting trope that, until you mentioned it, I hadn't really thought about it. But yeah, you're there's like a Charlie uh, Charlie Kelly in all these movies. Exactly. Yeah. Almost a Charlie Murphy, different guy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Well, is it there always Charlie like Murphy a gets y- his couch fucked? Like a yin and yang type thing. So there's always going to be that spot that's going to be a little bit on the opposite end. Kind yeah, of. But this one's always like the central. Not not like the central character, but like the central force of the story. Yeah, and I always just thought that that was kind of bizarre because they're not. Again, they're not good. They're not bad. They just kind of do their own thing, and they can make the situation better or worse for the main characters. Yeah, it's like they have a protagonist, antagonist, and just an agent of chaos. Just just yeah. antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just tagging. What up? So I've I've never really kind of put two and two together, but the part right before where Chris Evans' character has to make a decision, I think that kind of paralleled his own twist towards the end too i never oh yeah I, yeah yeah and I, I never really put that two together it was like wow that's a very interesting take on it it's almost like a foreshadowing later down in the in the movie yeah and also um when he's pointing out the scar in his arm um how he couldn't do the deed before but then he ultimately has to do the deed don't want to spoil that but so how do you guys feel about watching the same story but drawn out as a tv series because i'm very excited for that i don't know if i'm excited i am interested i will watch it i know it's going to be uh one of the previous revolutions so it's a you know prequel to this so i'm curious i'm just kind of afraid that it might get too drawn out yeah because the pacing of it of a movie it's, it's so much detail that's left out because it is a movie you have to kind of go underneath you know two two and a half hours where a tv series is is drawn out through you know so obviously a lot longer so you have to add more details you have to add more 
and it could feel drawn out. Um, kind of, kind of how like I felt with Westworld. I fought, fell off off the season two because uh, I was like, also has Ed Harris so bad. Season two is so bad. I think there was Marshall Lynch in there too. <laughs> and, but um, yeah. So the TV series, it's being uh, developed by Josh Friedman, who he's done a bunch of stuff, but the biggest thing is he did Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I think is a very underrated show. I always think that that's a, uh, uh, a Joss Whedon show. Yeah, well, because it came out, I think it was on at the same time as Dollhouse, but it, it had that kind of vibe to it. It just happened to be Terminator. Yeah, I, I always felt like people said a lot of good things and then it just got canceled. Well, it was also, I think it was it was one of those random smart things in the Terminator franchise that understood that the main character is not John Connor, it's Sarah. Right. Um, but like he has, it's starring David Diggs, who if anybody knows him for anything, is from Hamilton. Uh, he's phenomenal in Hamilton, but he's also, he starred in uh, Blind Spotting, which is a movie from a couple years ago that's one of the best movies I've seen in, in years. And Jennifer Connelly's in it, and like it just, it... I have faith in it because the right people seem to be involved. Uh, the fact that Bong Joon-ho is part of it, like that says a lot to me where it, I, I feel like he's at least going to, if anything, like if a dick measuring contest comes out about the the idea of the plot of what's going on, I feel like he gets to be like, well, I fought Harvey Weinstein and won. So you should <laughs> listen to me. Let's take a, take a watch just for that. Yeah. It's out of principle. Um, but yeah. Where, where's yeah, it going to be on? Like, is it on a streaming service? T- is it on TNT. Oh. Dynamite. So I'll be able to watch AEW Wrestling and then immediately watch Snowpiercer. Or I can watch WWE and watch that and then immediately watch the Purge TV show. Either way, I make out like a bandit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it could go either way because there's plenty of plot in the movie that I wish I got more of. So that could be a good thing. But also, yeah, it could be a bad thing where they just kind of stretch out the wrong parts. I'm just, I'm curious if it's going to be about, because I mean, I don't feel like it can be about the same thing and not get drawn into the ground. Like, I don't want it to be like a worker's rebellion in the very first episode. Like, that needs to be like, you work up to that, show why they were open to the rebellion. Like, get get into the background of this train and what's going on on it. Yeah, no, I agree. It definitely has to build a world before we get into that. Because you do have that that option to get more into detail. You do have that kind of freedom to to build that world and i've seen shows that kind of go straight into uh just like what we're like we're talking about it just goes straight to without even like getting the audience kind of built around a certain scenario it's like okay those work is rebellion well now you're asking questions what why so i think i i do hope they do uh they do take take the aspect i'm not sure if they'll take like a global warming kind of aspect to it either but I could see how you wouldn't. Yeah. So what's really so I'm now I'm just down the rabbit hole. I'm just looking at everything about everything. And uh, the pilot of this of the TV show was written by uh, Josh Friedman, which great, and also Graham Ma- uh, Graham Manson. And I was like, man, I know that dude's name. It's because he did a bunch of work on Orphan Black, which is a great show. He also wrote Cube. Yeah. So I'm in. I'm good. The saw before. Or he saw. wait? Did he write Cube? What did he do on Cube? He was on Cube in some way. I wonder if John Hurt's character is going to be in the show. Like, obviously not John Hurt. Yeah, I've been I've been really curious about that. Like, if it's going to be the same characters, or if it's going to be like it, analogs to, to some. Well, he has to be there though, right? Because this is the what? show's taking place six years after the apocalypse, where the movie is seventeen years. Yeah, so it's like not a generation prior, but. 
kind of close to that. And I guess, you know, technically Chris Evans is on the train also. That'd be great. Chris Evans just shows up somehow looks young. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Captain guess, America anymore. I got young again. I guess he had to hide his muscles in this because this is, yet yes. again, height of Captain America. And so they had to, like, give him a bunch of bulky clothes because it's not realistic that this dude that's been living on this train for 17 years is, you know, beefy Captain America. Well, yeah, I can tell you bars. At, the, <laughs> at the time they filmed this, this dude was jacked as hell. Let's see if there's anything else in this we need to. Oh, the Willy Wonka. Fuck God, we haven't even talked about the Willy Wonka thing. <laughs> yeah, oh, was, that's I was, right. I was, sa- I, was I, I, I was saving that till we're out of other things. I think uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're we'll there jump now. into that. Um, I was gonna ask one more thing, but now I forgot. Just the uh, the different car carts or cars. I guess I wanted to go over like how each one of those was like a whole different world and. That's why I kind of felt like it was like eight different movies going on. I thought that was really cool. I literally said, uh, there's a scene where Chris Evans, he's finally kind of like going into berserker mode and he's walking alone down down a dark uh, corridor. And I was like, oh, he's John Wick now. And then he gets to a club. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's John Wick now. <laughs> this movie was the, the, <laughs> the inspiration for every movie you've seen the last five years. It did give a strong John Wick vibe. <laughs> yeah. He's very um, Wickian. <laughs> But I just thought that that was, you know, the entire set of the movie is really cool just because each, uh, almost every uh, car that they get to is a complete different world almost. I'm wondering if, but I know TV shows tend to not be as like, have the grandeur of like a, a movie, but I do wonder if like they'll be able to get it. Like maybe it's not going to be a car is an aquarium or a car is this, but getting to like this very long section of the train starts to transition to this different type of thing. I really just want, I want more of how the train operates. I really want to know, like, (laughs) like in in what, what in this apocalypse said, this is the most efficient way to run our, uh, run humanity. Well, Mike, if you come with me, then you'll see this world of pure imagination. Buck wild. Crazy, Uh, crazy that, that this works out. So, uh, this is a sequel to Willy Wonka guys. So the end. Yeah. I had heard that a million times, and I even think when you brought this up as the challenge, Alex mentioned it a couple times, and I was like, yeah, I'll look into it a little bit more. And I absolutely have been like, oh, this is like in uh, Ferris Bueller where everyone says Ferris is um, a manifestation of Cam, like it's a fight club. Yeah. And you're like, okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. Like, fun reading of it, but whatever. And then I watch this one video, and now I'm like, yeah, I think this is it. I think, I think, I think this was a big goof, and it's a sequel to Willy Wonka. Right? There's so much evidence. Like I, I uh, like, did he rename so his we're, name we're, Charlie? We're gonna, yes, Charlie Bucket is the you know the character <laughs> from Charlie and Ch- Chocolate Factory. Um, we're at this point, we're gonna have to probably go into some spoilers. So here's your warning, but here's also a batshit crazy theory that makes a lot of sense. It might even be more enjoyable to watch the movie after you watch it under this lens. Who knows? I, I think it was for me. It was for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if it was supposed to be a sequel or just a retelling of it. So that I kind of went into it thinking it was a retelling of it, and it still made sense. Like um, John Hurt's, like the Grandpa Joe, and stuff like that. There is a as, there is a second book to Willy Wonka, right? Like there's a the yeah, glass the elevator. Great glass Wonka-vader, yeah, yeah, which I heard is not as good. Well, there's a reason we haven't seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tim Burton could have done that, and he didn't. That's uh, it's, it's. What do you want to do? Just kind of go through like the 
ins and out of it or we'll, we'll go through pick a few highlights yeah um, there's a great video that we all watched by rhino Ry- stew rhino stew yeah check that out he does a great job on that um gets into a lot of detail but the gist of it is um so at the end of snowpiercer the entire movie, we're, we're told about this guy that created the train. Like, he had the foresight that the apocalypse was happening. He loved trains. He wanted to make a train that would actually circle the the Earth once every year. Um, and that's where they, what they're on. And what what was what was his name? Wait, who, uh, which was whose name? The the creator of the Snowpiercer. Uh, fuck. Wilford. Wilford. Oh yeah, they said his name like a thousand times too. <laughs> um, so, so we we find out Wilford created the train. Um, that's who Chris Evans is trying to get to the entire time because he wants to take over the train or whatever. And so he gets there, and Wilford's like, "Hey, you know, I'm getting old. I need a replacement. You take over the train for me." And it's kind of like a you know the Willy Wonka test with the gobstopper thing. And turns out Wilford's kind of a bad guy. There's some shitty stuff going on, but so the I'm having a hard time trying to tie this into the Wonka theory because I don't think we've explained enough of the story of Snowpiercer to get to that part yet. Well, the, the main thing is that that uh, what's Chris Evans character's name? Uh, Curtis. Uh, Curtis. So Curtis has to go through a number of trials. Right. And so does Charlie during Willy Wonka. He's tested multiple times on multiple decisions. And at the very end, he's essentially the last man standing. And. Yeah, so uh, just to go back a little bit, each room, you know, he's going through this this trial with his friends or this other group of people, and each one of them kind of gets taken out in uh, each room. So kind of like, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where each kid gets taken out by the, the Oompa Loompas. And now he's watching Snowpiercer again. <laughs> and, and so you, you get you get a lot of similarities. Even just these, like, protein bars, like the candy bars, you get... I don't know. It just, it just, it's just a wild. You have to watch the video to really kind of grasp all of it. But at the very end, uh, Curtis is left with the decision to either um, be the conductor of this train or turn it down essentially and make up his own mind. Um, which I don't know if you want to give away the main thing that happens at the end. Um, but I would hold on to that one. Yeah, I would yeah, say I wouldn't. Because that that so the, makes the, the movie for me. Whether you believe in the Willy Wonka conspiracy theory or not, that is that is such a good um, ending for me because it does um, build up a lot to w- what would you do in that scenario. And I, I kind of just was thinking that too because there's what would you do? Well, the weird part is like how they even in the theory, like it even calls out specific characters or analogs of the. They're like analogs of the Willy Wonka ones, but he straight up says like, oh no, this is just that character grown up. It's like Wilfred's yeah. a grown up Charlie Bucket. Um, Tilda uh, Swinton is a grown up uh, Veruca, Veruca Salt. Salt. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So, um, supposedly the uh, 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 the woman is Augustus's daughter or something. The blueberry yeah, oh, one, go. right? What? The like went up to like a big blueberry kind of no, uh, so that's who I think it it would have been, but yeah, you're saying the 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 video is saying that it's a Augustus's daughter. Okay. Um the 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 crazy uh, Jason Voorhees type of henchman that's you know just working his way down the train is 
uh, Mike TV. Yeah, there's there's a Slugworth in the movie who I don't want to give away who that is just because yeah. I think that does ruin a lot of the movie. But like, it, it's just it's really crazy when like, and also uh, the Oompa Loompa thing, which was the whole, like jaw dropping part of the theory. I think. Yeah. Where we're told in Snowpiercer that there is a certain part of the engine that has gone extinct and they are replacing it with Oompa Loompa sized people. AKA yeah, kids. Dude. Who else's kid sizes Oompa Loompas? I mean, it could, I think even if you don't want to say it's like a sequel to Willy Wonka, which again, it, this, this is very, it could happen. Like There's, it's, it's almost yeah. a perfect retelling of Willy Wonka. Cause it's a very yeah. similar, like, just like you said, he's going trial to trial, room to room. He's getting notes in his food. Yeah, he uh, he. You know, it, you can you can kind of break the movie down by he. At this point, he interacted with this shitty character and he overcame them. Or it's just it's a really interesting. It's a really interesting theory that I think is actually additive to the movie. I think it makes the movie, which is already a fantastic movie, it makes it like a little bit more fun to watch. Now and it makes would it you feel go way into... more sinister? It is. I believe it. Would you go into watching the TV series then and trying to find Willy Wonka clues? Oh, God. I kind of want to. I'm hoping the TV <laughs> series just does its own thing. I want it to be... Because I think the reason it does fit really well is that because this this world doesn't have anything defining it other than what we're seeing on screen, I think it's easy to kind of make an A to B comparison. And I, I kind of hope the TV show makes it impossible. I hope the TV show tells such a unique and cool story that we hit a point where it's like, nah, 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 this is the world of this. And I get why we extrapolate it to something. It's, it's the way you see a face in clouds. Like that's how our brains work. So I'm hoping that this like breaks that for me. I know. I think even the design of the train, if they keep that, it's enough for me to still think it's the, the Wonka verse. Cause even like the, the chairs and the, um, the engine room, they look like giant Wonka, Wonka bars to me. Yeah, they know they do. They even have the like the, the wrapper peeled back just like it. Um, I would um, I would look for it. I wouldn't be like bummed if like oh dang I didn't see anything. But yeah, I think yeah, my mind would I'm being... my mind would like play tricks on myself and like ah look, look that's the candy store owner or <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think if I'm being real, like honestly, no, this isn't. And of course, they're not going to do in the show. But I would still like them to maybe. I know, just mess around and be dumb. Uh, I, like yeah, a little Easter egg just to just to appease kind of fans and like you know who who stay true and just like know the history of the movie and just just are fans of it. I think a, a little tip of the hat would be would be funny. See, the other really funny thing for me is that for every reason that I feel like it could be a Willy Wonka, like I'm reading right here, it says uh, the the easiest the easiest way to describe how it's the same is a group of people make their way through a dangerous, fantastic structure. One by one, they're picked off. And at the end, the surviving member has a face-to-face with an eccentric industrialist, reveals the whole thing was a test designed, blah, 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 blah. So it gets in the whole thing. Um, so what's super interesting to me is that if it was, if we weren't comparing to Willy Wonka, I'd say it's the plot of a video game. Yeah. Where like yeah. he's on a quest and at the end of each level, he like has a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more power and he's able to move on to the next level. I just it's just a great movie just a great goddamn movie yeah good pick matt i really like this one thank you i panicked and i i needed a good movie right now i could do a little little... apocalypse but you know (laughs) i was gonna say i I, yeah i had no intention about the apocalypse stuff and kind of uh the world around us kind of fit to it on accident 
Oh, but it's a man. good movie. Check it out. Life happens. Life uh, finds a way. Eats roaches. <laughs> I'm trying to grab something for. Like, who the hell even designs a train? And it's like, you know what? There is going to be a higher and lower class. Not even try to make it like, okay, we're all going to kind of be like middle class. There'll be a few but, higher, but like, no, just straight up, just like 80% of you are going to be lower class. Well, like, that's so in my that mindset. Well, that wasn't the intention of the train. Look how you it's know, designed, it, it was, man. You got prison bars for for eight well, percent of that train. Built, <laughs> it's been you know it's been going for seventeen years, so that could have been added on. But you know it's it was made as a luxury cruise type of thing, but on land. And then the apocalypse happened, and everyone finds it about finds out about the train, and then swarms the train. So the lower class are actually people that got on without a ticket that they allowed. And everyone in the, uh, the upper class were original passengers. Um, the that it's kind of what the the short animated thing I was talking about kind of goes over, but that's the the whole reason for the 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 upper and lower class stuff. You know, it's it's uh, what is it your economy, business, and uh, first class type of thing. Yeah, huh. I just found the animated prequel. I'm gonna watch that later. I know. It's I right. did, I didn't weird. know about it. I didn't either. It's, I, it's, I, and I was like, maybe it, it's for uh, thing. It's it's from back in the day. Does it give you like the Animatrix kind of vibes? Because I love the mm. Animatrix. No, it's no, not. It's, it's not that good. <laughs> no, it's nah. not. It's again. It's you remember that Halo Three trailer where it's just like a a figurine set, and it just kind of pans through it. Yeah, it. It's like that, but I, animated. I watched like the first worse. thirty seconds of it. It looks like uh, the intro to a very interesting video game. <laughs> I'll probably still I'll send watch the it. link. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, watch it. It's it's only a couple minutes long. Um, so surprise review. Uh, it's it's up, up to you two. <laughs> Literally, figuratively. We will, we, we, we will avoid mentioning your trials and tribulations. Go for Unless it. you want to join in. Your butthole trubs. Surprise review. That was terrifying. I knew it was coming. That's an, I, didn't, I didn't know it was going to come out of my mouth. Uh, so we are still practicing self-isolation. So we, we're you know, recording this over Discord. So we haven't been able to record together to do um, a surprise review. But uh, coincidentally, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> me and Mike, we talked about it on the, on the last podcast, but me and Mike bought bidets because the world went crazy and bought all the toilet paper, so we got to kind of prepare for that. So we're going to review bidets today on bidet. So, uh, Matt, how clean's your butthole? It's very clean. Yeah. I've never been more clean. Real clean. Real, real clean. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bought one. I think I think I was the first one of the three of us to buy one, and I did it almost as a joke. Um, actually, I didn't even buy it. I was going to buy it. I had been like sat talking about them, and my roommate, uh, I was like, "Hey, like as a joke, like, hey, what would you think about?" Ha ha. Wouldn't it be funny if we had like super clean buttholes? Well, because we were moving into <laughs> a new house, and I was like, "Hey, you know, new house." Ha 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 ha. And like she agreed, and we, we it was just a funny joke at first. And then the toilet paper apocalypse happened. And one day I was like, hey, for real? I think. And she was like, dude, I ordered them this morning. <laughs> and uh, man, 
I I am a I am a convert now on the use of a bidet. I think it is. I feel like a Jedi, like talking <laughs> about their lightsaber, where I'm like a more elegant tool. Like I just, it's it's really weird. It, it's it's hard to talk about and not talk about your butthole a lot because I mean that's its job. Well, but okay. so here's the thing: we're thirty and above. This is just what you talk about, you know, when you're at this age. I think I I, I feel like I talk about my poops a little bit more than usual. Because, you know, healthy poop is healthy life kind of thing. And <laughs> this kind of rolls under that. So I'm, if, if you don't want to save for the poop talk, you can leave. That's going to be the rest of this. But uh, I promise but, but, I won't but, describe but, but, any poop. I'll describe zero poop. But this is a, um, it's a life changer, I think. Like, legitimately, it's kind of changed my life. Yeah. I, <laughs> the first time I used it, I've told a bunch of people this story so far. But it's a really, I think it's a very funny story. Um, so my roommate installed it. I saw it the first, the first night and I was like, Hey, that's cool. You know, don't, don't, don't have anything in the chamber to, to use it with yet. And I'm not just going to waste time. (laughs) But I did like, as I reached down, I was looking at it, like messing with the knobs and it didn't occur to me the amount of force that it was going to spray with. And I turned the knob and proceeded to just soak my entire, like head to toe with, (laughs) with a stream of water from it. That was, it was like a super soaker got tagged on me. So yeah, in the so next, I, I oh go ahead, go ahead. I, I had the foresight to know that that was going to happen, so I sidestepped and it just splattered my wall. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think. I in my mind, I was like, "Yeah, water go up, not water go forward," <laughs> and it was bad. But uh, the next morning, I went to use it, and the way I've described it is, it, it it's got a knob like an oven, like you turn it from <laughs> zero up to you know three hundred fifty degrees. It just it just moves like that. It's analog. I treated it like it was a car start and I put the key in and just turned all the way and just cranked it. <laughs> and the morning, the first morning I used it, I was like, all right, let's try this out. And I just turned it full fucking blast on. And my mind couldn't process what I was feeling in <laughs> any way. And it read to my mind as hot. It felt like a laser. Hot, 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 hot. It, it felt like a laser burst, like slam me straight in the Hershey hole. Like I, it, it scared me. I yelled, I jumped up and then it occurred to me what was happening. And I, I sat back down and like did it correctly and it was different. And the only other time I got surprised that much was when, um, on my particular model, there's two knobs and mine isn't a electric one. It's, it's super easy. Like this one, I lucked out. Everything was apparently super straightforward. My roommate installed it while I was at work one day. I just got home. She's like, boom, it's done. Um, And it's got two knobs on it. And one knob controls water. Very straightforward from low to high. The knob behind it controls... um, If you leave it in neutral, it just does its its business. Turns out everybody's um, starfish is in the same spot somehow. (laughs) Don't even know how that works, but they are. But uh, it just keeps it in the same spot. And then if you turn it one direction... It does cleaning, which is where it just sprays water straight down just to kind of clean off the surface mm-hmm. of the of the device. If you turn it to the other side, it says female. Yep. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I'm an idiot, and I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> and so I turned it, and I was like, well, what's this going to do? Hey, it's a slightly lower stream, and it goes a little forward on you, and it tags you in a place that you're probably not used to getting hit in the back of. Not Especially by a super soaker. <laughs> and it was real weird. Now it's my favorite way to wake up, but it was real weird the first time. I don't need co- coffee anymore. Uh, my, 
the way mine activates is different than yours though mine has like a kind of like a captain's uh a throttle for a spaceship so i just kind of have to slowly tilt it back towards me oh yeah mine's got a straight up knob but uh yeah it's you know you obviously you're wet after using it so you kind of have to dry off but other than that like i'm hardly needing to use toilet paper now that's what so i was gonna ask you so the like toilet your use has dropped dramatically Yes, uh, it honestly it did take a while for me to understand how I should use it and position myself, I guess. But I'm at the point where it's just okay, uh, spray, 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 and then just dry off and obviously you know check, and then I'm I'm good after a wipe, two wipes. Yeah, it's 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 just a weird feeling to get to where you're not like dragging toilet paper off the roll and like. You don't have to worry about clogging the toilet. You're just like, nah, this is just I'm just good. But yeah, uh, I got I got some meaty hams, so it 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 it's definitely definitely a, a game changer for me. Well, it was just really weird. Uh, like I was talking to you guys about this before we started recording, but like I'm so used to it now that if I have to use a toilet that's not in my house, it it kind of fucks with me. Like I have this moment where I'm I was never aware of how not totally clean. I was, and hey, and I was clean. Yeah, for anyone listening, rub yeah. some peanut butter on your hand, and then just keep wiping at it with a dry paper towel. Yeah, You're and no matter peanut butter on your hand. Yeah, no matter how clean that is, go smell that hand. Yep. Like it's still, you know, that peanut butter's there. Go put it near a school. You'll get arrested. <laughs> um, not just because it's ass peanut butter, but because those kids are allergic to peanuts. Kids are soft Wait, nowadays. Where you, where'd you get the peanut butter from? Um, where, where all peanut butter comes from. <laughs> the butt but yeah it was just it was just really weird how like the first time i had to use a toilet outside my house and i was just i i finished and i did the same thing i've done literally my entire adult life i can't speak to my teenage years but as an adult i learned <laughs> how to do it real good and just like just i just felt gross i felt so <laughs> fucking gross I and i know that. i was okay but i was like self-conscious or i'm like I felt like those windows for the first time in my entire life. I understood the bears and the Charmin commercials. I got it. I understood it. Not making uh, fun of those I, anymore. I've kind of lived that life for a while. Cause I've, I've used uh wet white, wet wipes for the last four years. So if I'm at, you know, work or something and I don't have a wet wipe, I'm like, Oh man, I'm unclean for the rest of the day. Guess I'm just not pooping today. <laughs> no coffee for me today, Steve. Wet wipes are at home. <laughs> so, uh, I recommend a bidet. Get a bidet where you're, you're filthy if you don't have one, basically. Yeah, that's all I got. Yes, review. It's good. Shoot water up your butthole. Re- three hours later, recommends. Sorry, I got no input in this one, literally. I think, I think you do. Uh, Alex, I, we'll, we'll get you there, man. I care about your butthole health, and we will get you there. I don't know. Can I not, whole health is healthy health. Not right now, because right now we, cannot all, we can't all assemble in the same space for safety. But once we can, <laughs> just know, man, I'm always thinking of your butthole at all times. I appreciate You're always that. worried about just, it. Just, just, just drive over to Mike's, you know, in your hazmat suit and use Mike's bathroom. Yeah, we'll scatter. I'll disinfect real quick. And then you can just go super soak your balls. <laughs> never uh, never got invented like, to anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you just went furda and I was like, okay. Furda. Furda, furda. balls. For a double. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys ready for uh you ready to be challenged? 
Yes. I Capitalism about that. is a false <laughs> concept and money's not real. Boom, I challenged you. Now I'm fucking with you. Uh, so I've been uh, holding on to this challenge for a while just because it's something I very much like. And I decided I want to see kind of what you guys thought about it. I don't think you've played it, but it is a game. But it's a mobile game specifically. Oh. You can get it on Steam, but I will tell you, you're actually hurting the experience if you don't get it on your phone. But it's a game called Simulacra. Simulacra. <sighs> you say what you say, I say what I say. What you say, um, what you say, what you say. But it's <laughs> it's uh, made by Kagan Games or Kaigen Games. Uh, they did a game called Sarah's Missing that was on Itch.io, and it was... Um, it's like a found footage cell phone game where basically you found somebody's phone and you dig through their phone to kind of solve a mystery. So they put out, there's a whole series of them now on uh, iOS and Android. I checked for you too. Um, it is $4.99 and it's, it's probably like a solid three hour. I haven't played the first one in a while. I was playing the second one recently, but it's probably a solid three hours to get through the story on it. But it's it's essentially a murder mystery slash um, uh, found footage type game that all takes place through a phone interface, and I think it's fantastic. So we're playing the first one? Yeah, yeah, we just play the first one. <clears throat> so I just sent an image to our little chat here. That is the notes that we have going on for Assembly Locker 2 right now. Oh, shit, you guys we're... are playing? Have you played part one? Yeah, and I've also played uh, Sarah's Missing. All right, fuck you, man. Undo. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm down. This is, um, honestly before the whole, you know, uh, Hey, we can't hang out ever for like the rest of the year. I, I wanted to play, um, part two together and maybe record it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in, this is a great game. A lot of people need to know about it. And, um, I will, I did play it on steam, um, both of them. So I do want to get it on the phone now and experience it on there see that's the weird part is like as somebody who played the first one on the phone like i feel i just i feel like so much of what i liked about the game was the was it being a phone we'll get into that yeah. when we re- record about yeah. this though but and i'm, the, I'm the really whole, curious yeah the whole reason i did it uh on pc was because me and stacy played it together i guess like she's behind me writing down all these notes and you know we're making the decisions together but that is a lot uh, of notes yeah and that's we're not even done with it but yeah, uh, there's Sim- uh, Simulacra, Simulacra 2, and Simulacra Pipe Dreams, which is their free, like, if you want to see oh, if yeah. you can like that kind of game. And that was like the Flappy Birds kind of, kind of game. So which yeah. one are we playing? Simulacra. The first, first one? Sim- Simulacres. Yep. It's a so Lakers there, simulation game. Is there like a like an ending to it, or is that depending oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. choice? Yeah, it, it, it's, so it's also different, though, right? Yes, yeah, it's supposed to be like slightly different based on um like kind of what your investigation takes you toward. Mm. I played a ton of these games. Like I actually think this is a really interesting genre. Uh they're all over mobile and this one I just like because I feel like this was closer to I hate I hate saying a real game, but it's closer to a real game. Like this you can tell was built by a team that understands game design and isn't just into a cool concept. Sounds I am excited. Sounds fun. Yeah, it's. I haven't played the original since it first came out, and I don't remember what ending we got. So, I wonder if we'll get a different one this time. And I do think that we need to go into the next uh, when we when we talk about this game. We're going to go in. We're going to spoil the shit out of this game. Yeah, because we're going to talk about it's, what it's, our individual things look like. There's multiple games out you can get. 
So three hours gets us through the story. It should get us through the story, like and, unless you dick around like I do, because on the second one here, it, I I probably put in eight hours into it, and it's probably a three-hour game. I think the second one is also just a little bit longer, if I'm not mistaken. It's in 4K. How could you not want to play it on it on your 4K display? Because I've got a sweet phone with an OLED screen. I don't know. <laughs> I can play it on my iPad at 120 hertz refresh rate. I don't know if that's true. I don't think I can. But yeah, so I, yeah, I think I think that'll be a fun. Uh, also, just because with everything going on right now, I think that'll be a fun way to just kind of forget about the entire world for a few hours. Yeah, that's really all I'm asking out of anything nowadays. Just let me forget about the whole damn world. Wish I could forget you. Oh man, I just found the window that Snowpiercer's still playing in. <laughs> God, it's a good movie, guys. It's a good movie. You should watch it. You know what? Here's my challenge. Let's watch Snowpiercer. <laughs> The show's coming out at the end of the month. No, next month. Well, let's well, let's see. Let's see what happens there. I don't trust anybody's dates for anything anymore. Yeah, I know. All, All right. right. So that's it for Snowpiercer. Again, watch it. Pierce And then the also uh, clean your board hole. Don't pierce it with the water, but, you know, just clean it. Water pierce it. <laughs> I mean, it's mine's cold enough in the morning. It does feel like a snow piercer. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of what I did there. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we'll be back next time with uh, episode on simulacra or however Mike said it. Simulacra. But just uh, edit it where I go. said simulacra. Simulacra. Uh, but before we go, Alex, where can you find us? You can find us on Twitter at the number three hrs underscore later. And Facebook and Instagram, the number three, HRS later. No underscore for those two. Uh, we have all of our links on Linktree. That's link, T-R, period, E-E, forward slash, three hours later. And ours is spelled out for that one. And Podchaser and iTunes, I was I believe we're still at 57. My goal is 100 for the year. So please, 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 if you like our content, just like us in general. Uh, leave us a review. Tell us how how you uh, love our podcast because I feed my ego, but, I guess, on well, that. <laughs> most importantly, share it with your friends and your loved ones. And our our Facebook has been growing quite a bit. I think we're almost at 500, which is pretty exciting. So, yeah, we have all, we're everywhere, and I post quite a bit. So uh, don't tell my we work. We are legion. Also, hey, you, you guys like shirts? You should You should buy one of our shirts. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say to it. <laughs> we got shirts on T-Fury. I don't, from. Wait, I don't know. Cool. Not T-Fury. Everything you just said is wrong. <laughs> I said we got shirts. That part's right. All right. That is true. We did sell two shirts like the first <sighs> day we had that out, which is pretty sick. But they don't tell us who. So thanks for purchasing shirts. I know who. Oh. Uh, one was David, who was a Patreon member, and the other was my brother. All right, so okay, I just want to make sure I couldn't remember if I did like an like an abbreviation of three hours later or just three hours later. So yeah, if you search for three hours later on T Public, um, you'll find the shirts that we've put up so far. Right now, there are four designs. I have got like six more, almost done enough to go up on there. A couple are our logo and just some good color combinations, and then a couple of them are retro cartridges I made that reference episodes we've done recently that. I mean, I'll be very honest. I made them for me. I just like these shirts. (laughs) 
But uh, it's not just t-shirts. Like you can get this stuff on weird things. Like you can get like art, mugs, notebooks. So if you're a fan Sneakers. of just stuff and you like us, here and you, you go. Like supporting us. I mean, we make a couple bucks per shirt. I ain't gonna lie. That that's good Literally. times. <laughs> but yeah. And they're good. They're they're cool things. Like yeah, these you are super discounted it too, Mike. I Honestly, think we got like, like even two if, bucks. <laughs> that's all we got from yeah. it. <laughs> Honestly, even if you don't like us, these are pretty cool shirts. So I haven't got ours yet, but uh, I have been told by the two people that got them that they're sh- they're like really good quality, like they're really decent shirts. I'm also gonna you know order a few that we can probably give away uh, upcoming here. Just oh, they as a got thank them already. The folks that have been nice. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, if you order them, they're like right away. Well, send Dad, us a picture. A, we'll send you yeah, shit. Yeah, post on our Facebook. Shit, what the hell? Well, <laughs> these guys don't listen to the podcast. Most people don't know we have one. I know that's yes. so funny. Main, mainly our group. Ah, <laughs> uh, super yeah. secret one. <laughs> but anyway, you know secret. we we have a successful Facebook group and a semi okay podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and a place where I can make shirts that I want to buy and not have to print them myself. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with everything we've done. It's all coming together. All right, I'm closing. Oh no! You did it now. I was trying to close all the tabs i had open for the movie and i closed the ones for the next episode ah oh, beans no. i'm really mad about that man i printed a, oh i had so i only have one thing <laughs> for the next episode but i had so many things on it so we got uh we got simulacra coming up but first we're gonna have a fun episode where we're gonna just bullshit about stupid shit my favorite kind I'm of shit okay with that <laughs> all right all right everyone see you next time bye, bye. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three.